Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fop Describe Podcast, available on all podcasting platforms. And I have with me a very special guest uh, called Wendell, Wendell White. Um, he has quite a story to tell, and uh, we are going to discuss a little bit about his life, why he is uh, a very important to the show and, and why I wanted to talk with him. So how are you, Wendell? I'm blessed, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. I've been waiting uh, for quite some time to have the opportunity to speak to you. Uh, and uh, I would like you to introduce uh, yourself to the audience if you can. Um, good afternoon, good people. My name is Arthur, Motiv I'm Arthur Motivational Speaker Wendell White. Um, man, originally from Chicago, Illinois, now resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with me and my wife and my babies. And uh, man, it's good to be on you. It's good to be on you guys' show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so you have uh, quite a weave uh, to to tell. Um, and, uh, so can we start with your titular years? Your kind of a childhood. How did you grow up? How did the, it affect and form who you are? Um, yeah, I grew up in the, in the, on the south side of Chicago, um, in, the, in, in the Inglewood neighborhood, predominantly um, um, African American neighborhood, um, with a single to a single mom of nine children, um, and 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 where I grew up in, it was it was it was just um, a lot of drug dealing and gang banging and um, killing and. It was just, it was just the not, it was not the ideal place to raise a family or raise a child, especially a, a, a young man, an African-American boy in that, in that age, in that time. Um, but by the grace of God, I made it out. But it was, it, it came with a struggle. It came with a storm, just like, just like majority, most people do. You know, we all have a storm. We all have stories. We we go through my story might not be your story. Your story might not be my story, but we all have one, and um, we we all we all molded and shaped by our stories. Um, some some people's stories may be good. Some people's story may be the white picket fence and uh, the silver spoon in their mouth. I didn't come from that background. I came from a background of drug dealing, game banging, and murder. And um, that's that's what I adapted to. I adapted to that, and I and I and I lived, and I I was basically a product of my environment. I I I did what um, what was what seemed to be the norm, you know. And the norm was game banging, selling drugs, and um, whatever it is that whatever I had to do to to stay alive to see the next day. Yeah, yeah, it's a very harsh uh, environment to say the least. Um, I'm not, I don't come from the American culture and certainly not from those kinds of uh, tough uh, neighborhoods, shall we say, tough neighborhoods, in quotes. Um, but so I'm, I'm happy, I'm, you know what, is, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm really happy that you said, I'm really happy that you said tough neighborhoods and not poverty stricken neighborhoods because I don't like when people call the African-American community yeah. poverty stricken. Yeah, but the word, yeah. I, 
because I, I just don't, I don't believe that our communities are poverty stricken. I believe our way of thinking is poverty stricken, but I don't believe our communities are because our communities are actually, are, are actually thriving communities, you know, that, 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 that makes a lot of money, that makes, a, it has a lot of resources. <laughs> it's just that we don't, we, we, we don't, um, we, we have a poverty stricken mindset mm. that, that holds us back as um, African, African Americans. So I'm really kind of happy that you worded it like that and then worded like, um, you know, a poverty stricken community. I really appreciate, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. I could have used the worst one if uh, I have a worst one for you, which I hate <laughs> to my very core, which is disenfranchised, which is my least favorite word in the, in the English vo vocabulary, it just, I don't know who came up with that term, who uses it. It is, it's, a, it's just downright uh, stupid, I think. And it's, it takes out, you know, it takes out the meaning of, of the word that it disenfranchised. It's such a corporate kind of word, you know? Uh, kind Absolutely. Of, uh, yeah. So can you describe to me a bit about your up, uh, upbringing, um, whatever you want to include, whatever details that are necessary to tell the story or you feel that you have to tell. Um, yeah. Well, like I said, I, 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 my mom, she was a single mom, um, raising nine children on her own. Um, and didn't have a, didn't have a positive, male role model around me. The only positive role model that I had around me um, that I consider positive, he sold drugs and he sold a lot, a lot of drugs. It was my uncle. And by the time my uncle, I believe he was like 23, 20, between 23 and 25 years old, he was a millionaire from drug money, from drug proceeds, selling drugs on the south side of Chicago, selling heroin. So um, that was the that was the only positive role model that I had in my life. And just like any any young child, you know, like we see kids right this day and age, this 11, 12, 13 years old and LeBron James and the 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 the, the little Wayne's and the little babies and all them are, are role models. Well, well, Michael Jordan wasn't my role model. I didn't want to be like Mike. I wanted to be like my uncle. You know, I wanted I wanted to, I wanted to sell drugs and I wanted to ride the slick cars and I wanted all the women because that's that's that was the reality in my neighborhood. When I stepped out of my front door, I didn't see Michael Jordan playing basketball. I, I, I watched it on WGN New on WGN Channel Nine every night, but that wasn't my reality. My reality was, you know, drug dealing, selling drugs who got the best car, who got the most women. That was my reality. And that's just the reality of it. And that's what I gravitated to. And that's what I wanted to be like. I didn't, um, I didn't see how education was going to help me um, get through life. How could you tell me to go get an education when I came home last from school yesterday and my lights wasn't on and there was no food in the house. And my mom wasn't there to greet me with, 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 with dinner or to greet me to say, how was your day? Uh, do you have any homework? So how could you tell me, you know, I'm gonna live this American dream that they broadcast on TV every day 
when they when, when in reality is not in reach for people like me. And it is intended, and it was intended that way to not be reached for people that was my that was black and brown people, you know. So um like I said, man, it just became part of the family business. It was part of the family business to sell drugs. Everybody in my family sold drugs from my grandmother all the way down to my mother, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I started selling drugs at an early age. The first time I ever transported drugs, I ever seen drugs actually with my own eyes. I was like 11 or 12 years old. And I had made a drug run, me and my oldest sister, for my auntie and took drugs from one side of the city of Chicago to another side of the city to drop off for to, to an oldest cousin of mine. And this was at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And you got 11 and 12-year-olds transporting drugs for, for adults, mm-hmm. people that are supposed to be looking after you and caring for you. They putting you in harm's way. But to be honest with you, I didn't feel like I was getting put in harm's way. I felt like I was part of the family business. You know, so yeah. um, it, it was as simple as that, man. It was just you can't you can't tell me there is an alternative if I've never seen one. How can you mm. tell me that that it is an alternative if I've never seen an alternative? You can't tell me to go get an education and go to school and graduate and get an education when I've never seen nobody in my family do that. Mm. When I've never seen nobody in my family graduate from high school. How, how can you tell yes. me to? to go get a job and work nine to five when I've never seen nobody in my family, the people that supposed to be looking after me and caring for me, they never did that. So how they can't even tell me that going to get a job was the right thing, you know, because I've never seen them do it. So, um, yeah, man. And, and, and that's what, that's what we basically at right now in our society. That's what we are at, especially mm-hmm. in, in America. That's what we are at right now. You know, uh, we we in a we in a we in we in dangerous times right now. You know, in, in in America, man, there's just so much going on with our youth, and it's not because our youth are bad, because I, I don't like to call these children bad because they're not bad. They make bad choices, and they may make bad decisions, but they're not bad individuals. They're just giving you what they're told. You know. And, and it seems that nobody is really paying attention to the things that they are taught, the things that society glorify, you know? If they yes. wanted to, if, 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 they, if they really wanted to keep the shooting and things down and murders and things down, why would you broadcast them things, them type of things like that on radio yeah. stations? Yeah, yeah. When, I, when, when everybody that's on the radio is talking about killing and shooting and killing. Why, why would you broadcast things like that on over the radio? Mm-hmm. You know, why why every hot movie that comes out on, on the theater, it has something to do with killing and shooting and they yeah. promoting this type of stuff. And these are the type of things that our youth is is, is seeing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And when they seeing this type of stuff, how can you how do you tell them that they're that the life that they live in is not right? When this is all that you promote, how is it that we live in a world where Al Capone been dead for over almost a hundred years? He's this man's been dead, but we still know about him. Yeah. You know that, that, that we we glorify 
the 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 Al Capones and the and the gangsters from the twenties and all these type of all these type of people. We glorify mm. this stuff. We glorify the the Ted Bundy's of the world and 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 Jeffrey Dahmer. How do you know about these people that 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 was executed in the fifties and sixties? That's not history. That's not history that we should even care about keeping. Mm. You we we know about the we know about the Ted Bundy's of the world and the Jeffrey Dahmer's of the world and, and, and John Wayne Gacy's, but can you tell me a victim name? Tell me one of their victims' name. But this is the this is the type of society that we have adapted to, and it's just not a black thing. This is a cult, this is a this is this is a United States problem because we 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 we, we glorify stuff that shouldn't be glorified. And then you sit these people on a pedestal, but then when you tell them, when, when, when people act like these people, then you want to lock them in prison for the rest of their life. Or you want to, you want to say, you know, they crazy or something. No, it's not that they could, you bred them like this. You bred them off this type of behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, guys that, that, that looks like me and come from the hood that I come from of a, the, the rough, Neighborhoods with the shooting and the game banging. It's not that it's not that we are we we bad people. It's just that we this is the this this is the reality that we know. We only know this reality. Mm. And you how can you tell me that we're doing something wrong when this is all we know? And and and, and it seems like people don't they don't tend to understand that they look at it and say, oh man, look at Chicago over the weekend, they had 40-some shootings and 15, 16 people got killed. Well, have you ever thought about going down into these neighborhoods and asking these children? And first of all, seeing the neighborhood, do, do they have a chance down there? Are you giving them a chance? Do they have any resources or anything like that where they can go? You know, I'm from Chicago. I remember back when I was 11 and 12 years old, we we had the parks. We can go to the gym and play basketball for free and all that. They done closed all that stuff down. Where the kids got to go? In the summertime, they actually take the the basketball goals off of the off of the basketball rims in the parks in Chicago. Yeah. So what what are you giving what are you giving these kids what is, what is, what options are you giving these children to thrive and be children? You're not giving them no options. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they know is to go play with is go play with a gun, go play with some drugs, <clears throat> go go smoke some marijuana. Go do something that that society say that they shouldn't be doing. But what chance are you really giving them? You're not giving them a chance. And then all the people that they look up to, all all the people that they look up to, they don't. They really don't. They unlearned in so many different areas. How can they really teach them better? That's why it's, it's guys like me that that made it out of the neighborhood, that made it out of the community. I have to go back. That's why I go back. That's why I do these interviews and, and, and put them on my Facebook page and things like that. And I go back and I let these guys know, man, you can persevere through anything. All you got to do is put your mind to it and say that you want to do it. I'm a successful published author. Soon to be soon to be New York Times bestseller. Soon yes. to be somebody going to make a movie out of my book because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm nice. persevere through it. I'm going to make sure it happens. You know, I'm not going to accept no. And that's what I, that's what I want. And and all the and all the ghettos around the world, I want I want my story to be told so I can let you see if you really want to persevere and get through it, you can get through it. But do you really want to get through it? 
See, it's, it's easy to say you want to get through it just for the money or you want to get through it for the for to, to get a new car. But do you want to get through it to help somebody else? Mm. See, I want to get through it so I can help somebody else so they yes. don't have to go through it. So 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 they can look at me and say, man, if, 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 if Mr. Wendell White did it, I know I can do it because we come from the same neighborhood. We come from the same walks of life. So what separates me? One thing I love, I, I'm, I'm real big on Jesus Christ. I love Jesus Christ with all my heart. So when the Bible tells us God said there's no respect to person, that means God don't care about where you come from. He don't care about he don't care about skin color. He don't care about the community that you came from or, the, or or not having a mother or father. The same God that could do it for me, they got my book selling out the out, out the roof and, and, and somebody reaching out to me, making my book a movie. The same God that wants to do it for you. I'm not gonna say he he can do it for you, he wanna do it for you. It delights him to help you. But do we want to get help? That's the whole problem. You know, we do, it's, it's, it's a mind thing. You see, I, I, I wear this shirt, I don't know if you can see it. It's my slogan. I say, if I could change the way you think, I could change the way you live. I'm just trying to change the way some people are thinking. Let's change your mindset. Because see, if you change your mind, your heart going to change. And whatever you put in your heart, is going gonna, gonna to manifest itself. So if we steady putting death and death into our hearts, that's what's going to manifest. It's just going to death, death is going to be all around us. But if we yes. if we put if we put greatness in our hearts, saying I wake up every day and say that I'm great, I tell my children before they walk out the door to school and tell them they great, be great today, be a leader today. You know, you stand out. Don't do what everybody else is doing. You know, I have these conversations with my children. So when when you study in every single day that you great, that you great, that you great, but eventually you gonna take that's gonna that's gonna take root in you because I'm planting them seeds every day. So every day I try to I try to plant seeds in somebody's life to let them know that greatness lives in you. You was bought with a price, but you was born with a purpose, and we all got to remember that. Yes. Yes. When you see the kind of a glorification of uh, criminals and and perpetrators and mass shooters and all those kinds of creeps, um, when you see that going on in the media, as you said, do you think that maybe the maybe the the kind of news media or paper uh, paper the media and outlets they should uh, censor themselves in order to try to prevent potential uh, perpetrators or? Well, I, well I'm going to tell you like this. What, where you where you from, sir? I'm from what, Israel, what so it's... Uh, You're from Israel? Yeah, it's a different so, uh, so, so, so game. Yeah, I, don't, game. I don't know how it is in Israel, but I'm going to tell you how it is in America. Sex sales, violence sales, that type of stuff sells here in America. You know, yeah, it, it's that sales. So if you censored yourself, you're going to cut yourself off a paycheck. And, and, and the thing about what we, we come, that's why the Bible says that, 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 that for the love of money is the root of all evil. Because what you do to get a paycheck, it may, it may, it, it may, it may be you not having compassion for a person. It may be you not sympathizing with a person. It may, it may be you, you know, not, not showing love for another person. 
But if a, if a, if the person that's that's doing it is don't care about nothing but the money, they don't care about how you feel. They don't care about how your family may feel. They don't care about none of that. And and that's and that's what's going on. So if 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 you censored yourself, it all depends on the type of person you, are, you that you are. Are you doing this for the money or are you doing this to help somebody? Because if you're doing it to help someone, if you're doing it to help people, you know, if you've been, if you if you being that gardener, see one thing about one thing about people that plant the gardener, the gardener not just thinking about himself, he's thinking about everybody. He's thinking about everybody's family. You know, anytime somebody plant anything that 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 that's a resource that can be used by other people, they they got your family in mind. Mm. You know, so when they have your family in mind, are you are you are you are you are you speaking what the Bible say? Are you speaking life or are you speaking death out of your mouth? Mm. So what what are you doing? So are are you speaking those things? What you what you speaking? So if you speaking life nine times out of ten, you're not gonna have a big platform anyway. For the simple fact is, they don't want you. They don't they don't want you helping nobody. They because they know the the, the prison system is money. That's a that's a big yes, time yes. industry. So so if, if if I'm if I'm trying to if I'm trying to stop everybody from going to jail and all that, you cutting off people's pockets. How how is it how is it that drugs get in America? How how do drugs get in America? That's coming from all these different companies, these different countries that that where you got ships and boats, but they say we got coast guards and customs and all this that's searching this stuff every single day. How do drugs get here? They don't. They 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 ain't grow here. We we don't have the we don't have the climbing and the poppy leaves ain't grown here. Opium not grown here. So so how how is opium getting from Afghanistan? The number one producer of opium. How 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 is coca leaves coming from Colombia? But you know that the, the the whole thing about it is we 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 just out of place, man. Where we out a place where until people wake up. See, we can't keep blaming this on the government and all this. We got now start to take a blame for yourself. When are you or when are we gonna wake up? That's what I tell my people all the time. When are we gonna wake up? They they we we scream black lives matter, but do black lives matter to black people? See, that's who it should matter to. I don't care how many white people scream black lives matter, do black lives matter to black people. See when black lives start mattering to black people, then that's when that that's that's when the real the, the 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 real issue is gonna come forth and the real problems is gonna start being solved. But black lives don't matter to black people because every day it's a black man killing another black man in the in, in, in some city street in the United States. Yes, it's and, a and big, this uh, the real yeah. problem. This, this this the real thing that really don't nobody want to talk about. We want to talk about police brutality and things of that nature. I'm never giving the police a pass for what they do. But at the end of the day, it's more black men kill each other than police kill us every day. So yes. when is we gonna when we gonna tackle with the real issue? The real issue is getting up. You know, and when I talk about this to the people, they want to talk about all the Jim Crow laws and all these different things that happened back in the 50s and the 60s. I get all that. But at the end of the day, it still come a time and it, it come a time and a place where it's time to change your mindset. When do we change our mindset? Like we were discussing earlier, that poverty-stricken mindset. When do you change that poverty-stricken mindset? And that's all that part of poverty is. 
poverty is murder, killing, it, just, just low life thinking, taking from your brothers and your sisters. You want to rob them and kill them for their things instead of you going out there and work for it yourself. When are we going to change that? Hate, hate that hatred for one another. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not giving nobody no passes about the Jim Crow laws and slavery and all that. Yeah, it did happen, but we got to stop using that as an excuse. It's time to grow up. It's time for men, black men, to step up and be fathers and raise their children, raise them to be respectful, raise them to respect their mothers and respect these women out here on the street. Let them understand that these black women are queens and we are kings. So let's act like it. We don't raise them to be disrespectful because we raise them to be disrespectful. We raise them to die. And I'm just going off what the Bible said. The Bible said, we honor your mother and father or your days on this world to be, be on this earth will be numbered. So you honor your mother and father. So when these kids are being disrespectful to their mothers and their fathers, we helping them dig, dig themselves an early grave. That's why all these young kids out here dying so early because we're not teaching them how to respect nobody. If they don't respect their mothers and fathers, they'll never respect Jesus Christ. They'll never respect me. They'll never respect you. How, how can they ever respect a man like me when they don't got no respect for their own father? How can they respect another woman, a teacher, that's sitting down trying to give them, teach them an education when they don't got no respect for their own mother? If they tell their mothers and their daddies to shut up talking to them, who are you? Yes. Yes. When you see all those kinds of, uh, it's lovely to be speaking with you and hearing you talk. It's inspirational. I love it. Um, but I just want to press on with the point. When you see all those kinds of inspirational movies, you know, the kind of uh, Martin, Martin uh, Luther King uh, type of movies, you know, the, the teacher, the the white, uh, poshy, upper, upper middle class woman teacher that enters the, you know, the, the rough uh, parts, uh, the, let's say the, the, the kind of, uh, you, you know, you know, the, the, the tough, uh, tough neighborhoods. And she, you know, she gets in there and she tries to teach them a lesson and they, they press and they press and they push and they shove her and she, and there's a breaking point. And then there's, there's one student, the, the kind of best student that tries to bring her back. And then she, you know, she manages to pull them up and they get, they get their certificates, their GEDs. What do you think of those types of movies? What, what do they try to portray? Well, 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 the thing, well, the thing about the thing about movies like that, and I'm I'm not really a real, I don't really watch a lot of TV, you know. So, when but even when you think about movies like that, um, how can I put this? I mean, in some way, some way, it's true. I mean, I I used to be an educator for five years, so um, and and some some form of fashion that that is the truth, but. One thing about one one thing about children that I that that I've I've come to understand is um and I'm a, I'm gonna talk about reality since I was an educator in a classroom for five years. Children is never be interested in nothing their parents not interested in. So if their parents not interested in education, they're not interested in education. 
Yes. It just don't it don't it don't work like that, you know. And, and 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 when you have those one or two children that you know that's gonna sit down and you know raise their hand and do what they're supposed to do, all you gotta do is look at they 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 household. They household is ran different, you know. Their parents are different, you know. They all come from the same walks of life, but their parents believe in education. Their parents believe in respect. Their parents believe in morals. Yes. You know, so I so 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 when you when I when I think about stuff like that, think about the movies and things like that. Yeah, it's um, it's somewhat of it true. You know, it's it's it's, it's uh, but a lot of it is it's fairy tale. It's 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 fairy tale stories. It's one in a million stories that's gonna happen like that. You know, like um, graduation rate in the United States is at an all time low, like everybody want to be a YouTube um, success <laughs> or a TikTok success or a rapper yes. or Instagram don't, don't model. Nobody, Instagram yeah, model. Don't, yeah. Listen, don't, don't nobody, don't nobody, ain't nobody's talking about they want to go be no doctors and no lawyers and no, <laughs> no police officers and five. Ain't nobody talking about that no more in, in the United States. Man, it's, man, it's rare that you hear kids talk like that. Saying they want to go be a doctor, they want to go be a lawyer, or this like they don't even want to go be LeBron James no more. They don't want to go play basketball no more. I remember that was a that was the number one. Thing. I want to go play basketball. They don't even want to go play basketball no more because it takes too much work. The, our, our children have become lazy. The, the the society in the United States is just lazy as a, as a overall. You know, they say we, 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 we the freak, we, we, we free, we the freak um, America, we the free country, but we, we rank almost last in all the countries in education. If, if you look at the statistics, we rank almost last because education is not, it's not nothing that we're thinking about over here. That's we, these kids, we'll give these kids an iPad, an iPhone before we give them a, a high school diploma. That means more to them than a high school diploma. They can go get a they can go get a carry and concealed gun card faster than they go get a diploma. You, you, it's so crazy that we live in a we live in a society where people will give you a a, a, a gun card to carry a gun, and you don't got an eighth grade education, but you can have a gun because they say it's it's your constitutional right to carry a gun but it's not your constitutional right to get an education. Do that make sense? Do that make any type no, of sense? No. So, so, so I just want to, I don't want to interrupt, interrupt you, but I want to uh, contribute something, you know, to the conversation. I don't know, something, but, <laughs> go ahead, but, go ahead. but what do you think about the, the kind of, I, I saw the, the kind of, uh, you know, the appearance, appearance of, those types of charter uh, schools in the inner city districts, like uh, they like to call it the politicians and the mayors and all those types of people, <clears throat> the inner cities. So what do you think about the, the charter, charter schools and they are starting to maybe disappear or, or to lessen in numbers, diminish? Because, 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 like I said, like by me being an educator for five years, and I watch this type of stuff go on. Because what happens is, 
why the charter schools is starting to disappear because everybody can't go to the charter school. Everybody not going to go to the charter school. The charter schools only want certain type of students. It's not for everybody. Yes. You know, they don't want the, they don't want the kids with the bad behavior. They don't want the kids that don't want to learn. They don't want those type of kids. They want the so-called smart kids that want to learn. And we just at a place right now where don't nobody want to learn. People don't want to learn. They don't want to learn. You know, so the charter schools is like we're spending. If you if, if, if you watch like what's going on in America, like schools are closing every year. They close so many schools down every single year because it's like, why? Why have them open just spending money on a whole bunch of kids that's not there? Yes. But where is it? But where is it? Where is, where is it, it? Where are the schools located? Predominantly in black communities. And, 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 and the thing about it is, see, see, it's, it's, here's the give and take in that. Everybody is to blame. It's not just the parents to blame. It's everybody to blame. Everybody to blame. Why is it that in the African-American community, only the only sports that allow are basketball and football? But when you go out into a, a white community, they got wrestling, they got chess club, they got this type of club, the bait club. They got they got all these things that can intrigue your that can intrigue your mind that that, that, that the average inner city school yeah, don't who, have. Who have ever heard of space camps in the, the, the kind of uh, the the tough neighborhoods? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so so when you when you when you send when you take sending all you sending you sending. Uh, over a thousand kids to one high school, right? But then you telling these these thousand children, there's only there's only fifteen people allowed on the basketball team, mm, and it's yes. fifty three and it's fifty three people allowed on the football team, and you got a thousand people, a thousand men, little boys and little girls going to the school. So guess what? Out of that, out of that seventy. Kids that we just named, you you got you got nine hundred and thirty of them finna be left out. So where do you put them? Where do you where do they go? Where where, where do they go? You tell them wait till next year, nine times of ten next year. The spot's still gonna be taken by somebody that's coming back next year that was on the team. So what do they do in the time being? They want to play something. They want to they 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 run around and they want to do something. So now. That they that they got all this energy and they got all this they they got all they they very active but with no activities and they and they, and they can't sit still now you want to send them to the doctor and say oh he got ADHD ain't nothing wrong with that boy ain't nothing wrong with that little girl they just need something to do give them something to do stop putting them on medicine give them something to do but 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 since you don't want to give them nothing to do. You want to diagnose them with this, with with with, with something that that that's not true, and, and 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 if the parents not careful, they'll say the same thing. Yeah, because when he at home, he don't he don't sit still neither. What do he do when he at home? Do you do you do you got him in any type of after school programs? Are, are, are you taking walks with him? Are, are you outside as the dad playing basketball with him and catch with him? What, what are you doing with these kids so they won't be running around and acting like they just got a whole lot of energy? 
ain't no, they ain't got no ADHD and all this and all that. Look, don't get me wrong. I understand mental illness. I understand all of that. And I and there's no knock to that. Like I, I know there's some people out here that has the has these type of issues and they need medicine and things like that to calm them down. And, and I'm not knocking that at all. But a lot of these children, they don't have what these people saying that they have. They have the lack of opportunity. That's what they got. And it says they don't have the opportunity and they don't have the activity or the activity space to burn off some of this energy. Now the doctor gonna say, yeah, he got ADHD. We gonna put him on this medicine. Everybody getting, everybody getting rich off your child except you. Everybody, everybody benefiting from your child except you. They, they making millions of dollars and they giving you, they giving you a six hundred dollar check every month for disability, that and, and telling you, are oh, we gonna give you this disability? But they making millions off of them. The doctors and the doctors in the school systems, everything they making millions off this child, and they giving you six hundred and fifty dollars every month. They gonna cut you. They gonna cut you a one percent of what they making off your child. But since, but since, but since you in a situation where you don't want to get up and do nothing with yourself, and, and you accept the check and accept them uh, labeling your child, telling you that your child can't learn. Oh, he he! It's impossible for him to learn. It's impossible for her to learn. You know, you know why you you know why the parents roll with that because they really don't want to teach the child. You really doing them a favor. You know, I'm just I'm just gonna talk to you. I'm just gonna tell you the right. I'm just gonna tell it to you. It, it, it's tight, but it's right. Everybody might not. It, it could be some people that may listen to this that may be offended. And if it if this offends you, what it is is you probably one of those parents I'm talking about. That don't that don't want to get up and, and, and get these kids a chance. Man, my man, I listen, man, my wife got 11 children. We have 11 children. Nice. And, 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 wow. and, 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 and let me tell you something. The only child that we have that don't work is our baby daughter. She's 10. <laughs> but guess what? She in all type of programs. She in gymnastics. She in um, um purposely driven women. We got her in programs. You know, yes. the, because because you just can't sit home all day and play on your phone and and, and, and and play on tablets and all that, because that's not going to help you. Yes. So we got to into activities. You know, we, we sit down and we have real conversations with our children. We don't just put them in front of a TV and give them a phone or a game and let the game raise them and let and let Cardi B them raise them. And there's no knock. It is no listen. It is no knock to them. It's no knock to them. They entertain us. But we had a place. We had a place in society where children don't know how to dissect entertainment for real life. Yes. They think that stuff that them that them rappers, them entertainers are doing that's real life. That's not real life. And if you look at these, and if you look at these entertainers, they majority of them have real educations. Yes. They've been to yes. colleges and all this type of stuff. They got real educations. They, they 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 understand they understand um credit they understand you know they they kids not going to public schools you know they putting they, they kids are in private schools and things like that they understand this thing but guess what they not gonna feed that to these youngsters out here because it ain't gonna make them no money 
So they're going to tell these young ladies, you know, go have sex for some money and, you know, do this to a man and all this and all that. But they're not telling them, I didn't make it like that. I made it a whole different way. I went and got me an education and I funded myself. Yeah, I probably went and stripped on a pole, but I had a plan. You know, but if they if they told them that side of the story, they wouldn't be on ready. They wouldn't be on the radio. If they rapped about go get an education, go get a high school diploma and and and, and things of that nature, they wouldn't be on the radio. And the only one that can really pull it off is uh, Michelle Obama, I think. Well, the thing about it, even with Michelle Obama, even, even with Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama is only popular to the ones that, that, that look at Michelle Obama as an influence. Mm. If you don't look at Michelle Obama as an influence, man, she just yeah, Michelle yeah. Obama. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like, it's just like, it's just like with LeBron James. LeBron James do so much behind the scenes for, for African American people. But if you ask the average teenage little boy out here, why do they like LeBron James? They gonna talk about everything they got to do with basketball because they don't know nothing, nothing else that that he does yes. behind the scenes because they're not trying to learn none of that. That that part of the life is boring, but that's really the real impact that he's making. But he do on the basketball court as a job. What he do behind the scenes is his purpose. Mm. He yes. he lives in his purpose. Yes. yes, his purpose is the he took he took his talent, he took the God given talent that he had, and he took that to 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 to, to create generational wealth. Now he's trying to help other people. He's a philanthropist. Now he's trying to help other people get to where he's going. And, uh, and, and us as, 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 as African-Americans, we don't look at that part because that's the part that, man, that's boring. Yes. He ain't dunking no basketball. That's boring. Yes. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say that that's the same thing. Like you said about Cardi B, it's the same thing. You want the entertainment. Absolutely. You don't want the, the thought process. You don't want the hard working career behind the scenes. You want the finished product. You want the cheap uh, uh, plastic veneer of entertainment. Yeah. Because because like I said before, like man, it's just it's just the United States have made everything so watered down that they make it they they tell you one minute. You don't have to work that hard, but then they tell you you have to work extra hard to get to where you're going. But then they 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 give you something else and say, man, oh, you don't got to work that hard. You can go this way. You can go that way. You you can you can go this way. Let's start a reality show. Everybody got a reality show. That's not even reality. You know how many people, you know how many people tune into these reality shows? That ain't even real. How is it reality when they saying stop and cut? Let's do that again. Reality is what we're doing right now. I ain't no stop. I ain't no cut. We just going how it is. This is reality. What they doing, people don't wake up fully dressed with makeup, with red bottoms <laughs> on and all this and all that. So you look like that every day? You look like that every day. From nine o'clock in the morning, when you get out your bed, you look like that. If they ain't showing that, that's not reality. Yeah. Every time I see you, you dialed all up and you got the, 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 the jewels on and all this. And they call this reality. So that's not reality. But there's so many people they look at that type of stuff, man, and they and and, and, and they and they try to live them lives, they try to copy them lives that people live in that, that ain't even their real life. 
Yeah. And, and you, you get what you got. Well, this is what we got. Yeah. So <clears throat> we talked a lot about being your own individual and finding, finding your way in this world and having the opportunity. And when you don't have the, the kind of recognition that something is wrong, the acknowledgement that you have other options, that other doors are open before you, but you can't reach them because someone has blocked the way in all types of manners, of course. Not, maybe not maliciously, but you know, unknowingly and unconsciously and without thinking. They just, uh, you know, perpetuate the same thing that happened, you know, that the system uh, pushes out for 250 years, I think. I'm not an, an historian, I'm not a, an American citizen, but uh, I think, I feel that this is the kind of way that it's, uh, it's going on. It just takes a different type of, uh, you know, cloak uh, on it. So can we talk, uh, uh, real, uh, real candidly, shall we say, about uh, the about racism? Actually, I think can we open open that conversation up? And how do you think we should go about it or start it? Well, um, does racism exist? Yes. Uh, it's so many different type of racism. It's so it's so many different types. And um, you you have to you have to really be careful, you know, um, because everybody think everybody a lot of people think racism is just you know um, got a white hood over your head, or you go it's a white person calling a, a a black person the n word or something like that. Now this 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 that racism is done in a whole different manner now, you know. Racism is done, is is systematically done now. You know, they try to they they keep you in a uh, they keep you in a system, you know, where they can control, where they can control you. But but here is racism. Here, here, here's here's how this here's how I view racism. Even with that being said, yeah, I agree that it, it uh, I, I'm not finna say and say it, it, it don't, it's not, it is racism exists, but who is more racist? Who is more racist against the black man right now than the own black man? See, one thing about me, one thing about me, bro, what you gonna understand? I would never, I would never, I would never let my people off the hook. I, I would never, I would never get them a free pass to say, you know, man, yeah, these these white folks doing this, these white folks doing that, man. Listen, when are we gonna come together and do it? When are we gonna come together and, and, and form? and be stronger together. When are we gonna do that? When are we gonna stop murdering each other in the streets? When are we gonna stop breaking in each other's houses and cars and, and, and tearing up the little things that we worked so hard to get and so hard for, you know? So yeah, is it racism? Yeah, but man, like I said, there's so many different types of racism. We racist against the, ourselves. We're racist against the next black man, against the next black woman. We, we hate, we hate because we see somebody else have something. When we, when we see somebody driving some slick, the first thing we have, we don't, we don't congratulate them. We have all nothing but hatred to say. Oh, they think they this, they think they that. That's, that's racism. That's hatred. Racism is nothing but hatred. 
Mm-hmm. That's hatred. <clears throat> Anybody can be racist. Anybody can be racist. It don't have nothing to do. I hate that when they label racism as a skin, as a color, as a color of your skin. Man, if you got hatred in your heart, you racist. If you hate the next person for, for something that they're doing, you racist. Whether you black, white, Korean, Chinese, whatever, you racist. If you hate the next person because they are making it in their life, man, you racist. What you what you hate for? So, so you we make it about skin color, but it's really about the individual. It's really just about the individual. Because, because I know I know I know a lot of racist black men that that's racist against another black man. Just because of what they have or what they do. And I know black women that's racist against other black women just because of what they have. And you would say, well, what, what they, they hate what they are doing. They hate their greatness. See, it's always going to be, listen, if the white people do it, man, listen, that's their job. They're supposed to do it. But it's more, <laughs> it's more heartbreaking. It's more heartbreaking when you see another black person do it to another black person. See, that's the part right there, bro, that I I just, like, I don't really like having these conversations with people because they always go out into full-blown debates and arguments because I'm going to just tell it how it is. Like, when when do we stop doing that to one another? See, when we stop treating each other like that, then they're going to stop treating us like that. Um, but why should they stop treating us like that if we treat each other like that? that yes. that's, why I tell my, that's why I tell my children all the time. I bet not never hear that you guys had a disagreement in something in front of y'all friends, in front of strangers, or anything like that, or y'all treating y'all siblings wrong in front of people, in front of outsiders and things like that. Because if you treat them like that, you give the world the authority to treat them like that. So until we stop treating each other like that, when ain't nobody gonna stop treating us like that. Because they look at us, they look at us and say, man, they don't care about themselves. So why should we care about it? A lot of them get on TV and they they do this Black Lives Matter man. They do that. They they do that to, 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 to save face, to save their companies, and to save yes, their money yes. and all that. But in reality, man, they don't care. Yes, man, they don't care about that. They they just they just know it's the right thing to do because majority of the people that's that's employed by them are African Americans. And majority of where the Walmarts and Targets and all these businesses are in the African-American yes, community. Yes. So they do it to save faith. Man, they don't do it because they care. It, because why should it have to go down this far for you to care? Why should it have to go this far for you to care? If you cared, you'd have been here from the jump. Yes. But guess what they saying? If they don't care, why should we care? And that's just the reality of it. People are not going to care. People not people. My, my mentor taught me this before. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So, so if, 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 if black people don't care for themselves, nobody else is going to care for us. Why should they? Give them a reason why should they? Why should I care if y'all don't care? Why should I care about men dying, black men dying on the street, black men get, getting incarcerated every day, all day long, if you don't care? Y'all don't seem to care. We could put on the front like we care, but in reality, we go home and live in our big mansions and, and all this and all that, and, 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 and we don't bat our because it don't it don't affect us. Yes. And that's just the reality of it, man. Yeah, yeah. 
wow, you have such a great insight or you have led me uh, into the, the kind of uh, the nitty gritty of uh, the kind of racism or the, the discussion about relationship between, between the kind of, uh, you know, the disenfranchised um, people or classes and uh, the ruling classes. So I like I hate those uh, two terms uh, equally, but um, because you, you don't have the right to rule, you don't have the right. You know, you have the obligation to rule. Right. Yes. Um, so getting back to your personal story, I want to take this as a, a kind of you know a, a sample, shall we say, or to try to to take as, a, as an exemplary, okay, um, of what we're trying to say. So take me back to when you actually started to, to deal, deal drugs or you had to deal drugs and did you ever had any kind of um, reg regrets or moral uh, issues about uh, these kinds of uh, dealings? Well, no, because it was, like I said, it was just a way of life. It was part of the family business. Like I said, like, I didn't, how do you know that you're doing something wrong when you was raised that it was right? The only people, only people saying it's wrong is the police. Ain't nobody around me saying it's wrong. So it has to be right. So, why should I? Why should I be morally attached to, to the to the to the to the woman that's pregnant, that's coming to buy crack cocaine for me, that's killing her her newborn baby, her baby that's inside her stomach? Why should I be morally attached to that when 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 the people that that I'm around, the adults that's in the room that's supposed to be loving me, they not morally attached to it. They don't care. They they know she's pregnant and they selling a drug. I saw them sell a drug before before I start selling the drug. So how do I be morally attached to that? How do I have compassion for somebody that's doing that when I don't know how? When I was stripped of love and compassion from the time I came out of my mama's womb, I was stripped of that. Yes. I, 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 I was stripped of all those natural, those naturally natural things that God put inside each and every human being on this earth. And that's love, compassion, understanding, patience he put all this stuff in us you know this stuff don't this stuff don't this stuff that just come out the, the, the it ain't just come out the sky god put this stuff in us but but we we stripped of that so when you live in those type of environments that we stripped of that and and then and then men men we we have it so hard that we we are stripped of that anyway just from birth because we are taught as young men men don't cry be a big boy be a man you stripping that little boy from his natural resources. You stripping him from love. You stripping him from compassion. So, so now, as I'm steady getting older, and y'all been telling me to suppress my feelings all this time, now when I become a mass murderer, now everybody want to look at me like I'm crazy, but this is what y'all bred. Y'all bred me like this. Y'all told me it was wrong to have feelings. Y'all told me it was wrong to cry. And that's just not black men, that's men all over the world. That's all races of men. We have all been taught that. 
Men don't cry. Be a man. Stand up. Be a man. Men don't cry. Stop being acting like a girl. So what you doing? You stripping that man from his natural resources. So now when he get that wife or these these he get these children or this daughter, he don't know how to be sensitive to their feelings. He don't know how to nurture them if they need nurturing. He don't know how to comfort them because he he been taught all that time all his life that that's not how men do things. That's that's a woman's job. No, that's mm. not true. Yes, that's not that's not true. It's all of our job to have compassion, to have love, to have sympathy, to have empathy for a person. That's everybody's job as a as a as a as a as a humanity. But if you and, and it's the same thing. Like I'm growing up in a neighborhood, and I'm growing up around people that's every day they're stripping me from that. So every day I become more cold-hearted and more cold-hearted. So every day I do something more and more and more and more to, to disconnect me from humanity. Yes. So, <clears throat> so yes, you were saying. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I just want to uh, press on a little bit and, and try to find a different veins of discussion, just to talk about, you've mentioned that the only person or the only kind of role model model you ever had in growing up was your uncle. So <clears throat> when did you, you kind of, uh, was he kind of uh, trying to, uh, uh, to prep you to be the kind of the successor to the business or were you, uh, shall we say, uh, a second or third choice? Well, the thing about it is he never, he never, he never tried to make me the successor, but the, the thing about it, the whole thing about it was that this is what I'm looking up to. This is yes. what I see. He's not showing me nothing different. He's showing me everything that every, He's showing me everything that 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 my world is showing me. You know, I'm not gonna say society because society ain't showing me what what everything. It's the world that I'm living in that's showing me the things that I'm that the things that I'm knowing, the things that I'm in. You know, so at the end of the day, um, in the world that I'm living in, he's showing me that that everything that everybody every other man is showing me how to sell drugs. How, how to manipulate women, how, how, you know, how drugs can get you to find the things in life. So since he was my uncle and I was, I was, I, I had hands on, I had access to him at all times. Who else I'm going to look up to when, when, when everybody, when everybody, all the young boys in the projects in the city of Chicago at the time, we all looked up to, we all, we all looked up to those type of things. Who had the prettiest car? Who had the most women? Who had the biggest bankroll in their pocket? So if my uncle was the, 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 the number one man, which he was, oh man, I want to be like, uh, I don't want to be like nobody else. I want to be like, uh, I, like I said, I grew up in the era when, when Michael Jordan was in his prime. I, 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 I seen the commercials. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. No, I didn't want to be like Mike. I wanted to be like my uncle. Because Michael Jordan didn't have nothing on my uncle that I thought. 
you know, that's who I wanted to be like. So over the years, I just, I just modeled my life after him. I just modeled my life after him. I did, I, I, I mimicked him. I wanted to walk like him. I wanted to talk like him. I wanted to do everything that he did because I knew, I thought in my, in my mind, in my young tender mind, that he was a success story. He had made it out the ghetto. Every time he took me and my siblings somewhere, he took us to a, a new house over here, a new condo on the beach, taking us on trips and doing this and doing that. Nobody ever showed me nothing like that. I've been traveling. The, I've been traveling the country since I was 11, 12 years old. All doing for my uncle. Yeah, you're okay. <coughs> Sorry, I have a bit of phlegm in my throat. Um, so you you caught off uh, the camera shut down for a second, but. It's okay. We'll cut that part out. So. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so you can continue if you if you'd like. Yeah, so I mean, I'm just saying, man. It was just, it was just, it was just. Um. I mean, and once I got old enough to do it, and I left my mom's house, I began to do it on my own. And one thing about it, man, we, we, me, my brothers and my cousins and sisters and everybody, we were very good at selling drugs because it came so easy to us. Selling drugs, selling drugs was easy. It, it, it was easy because we had been around it all our life. We had been around the drug dealing all of our life, so it was it was it was very easy to us. Yes, you so, know. So what what was the the kind of a family? Uh, uh, what was it? A kind of a a, a small a small gang, a small family. No, it was it wasn't it wasn't no small it wasn't no small gang. Even though we was a we were a part of gangs, it wasn't no small gangs. It was just man, the family. We just all sold drugs. We just all sold drugs. We all lived in one house, and we all sold drugs. Everybody sold drugs. Our house was the drug house. It was the dope house. We sold crack cocaine out of our house, and we made mm. forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a day selling crack cocaine on the south side of Chicago. So when you making that type of money as a 14, 15, 16 year old child. Man, can't nobody tell me to go get no job? It's not a bill that I can accumulate in one day that I can't pay in one in, in an hour. Yes. It's not a bill. It's not nothing that I. It's not nothing that I that I I can want that I can't go get. So why should I do something different? The only person thought I was doing something wrong was the police. Didn't nobody yes. else think we was doing nothing wrong. We sure didn't think we was doing nothing wrong. Yes, you know. But then, but then you start seeing the evil side of selling drugs. See the things that you the things that you didn't notice, the things that we didn't notice as 11, 12 year old children. Now we starting to understand that 15, 16, 17 year old adolescence. We starting to understand now. People are dying. Yes. It's shooting and stuff going on now. Yes. It, it becomes a different type. Now you now 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 you you in so deep now that they didn't tell you this part. See, this is the part Uncle didn't tell us about. They ain't tell you penitentiary come with this. Yes. They didn't tell you you're gonna lose your best friend, he's gonna get killed, and all this is the part that they don't tell you. They, they don't tell, they, they show you all of the, 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 the glitz and glamour. Yes. But they don't show you, oh yeah, man, it's a possibility you the, the, the FBI might come get you. You might do 20 years in the penitentiary. 
or, 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 or the worst thing can happen, man, they, somebody can kill you. So were you ever incarcerated? No, I've never been incarcerated, but I almost lost my life behind selling drugs. Like I, I, like I, I was kidnapped, beat with bets, put yes. in the trunk of a car. So just a moment, I want to get back to to that. And uh, why why did did you even get kidnapped in the first place? Why were you kidnapped in the first place? I was set up for drugs and money. Okay. 18 years old. I was 18 years old. I was set up for drugs and money. So, so, so some people that I trusted with my, with my heart thought they was my, thought they was my friends. They set me up, beat me with bats, man. Beat me up real bad. Then put mm -hmm. me in the trunk of a car, laid me on oh. the side of a garbage can, you know, for the, for the drugs and the money. I almost lost my life. I was in the hospital for like eight weeks, you know, trying to recover. I almost lost my life behind drugs, yes. behind selling drugs. You know, so, uh, man, once that happened, I told myself, man, I wanted to do something that to impact people's lives that they never have to go down that, that road again. So I wrote me a book called The Devil Thought He Had Me. And I talked about my life, about from when I was 10 years old all the way until I got put in the trunk of that car. I do motivational speaking now. I try to impact the world as much as I can. I'm a vessel for, for Jesus Christ. I go where he sent me to try to save as many souls as I can every single day. I hope some people that's listening to this podcast right now, they're going to say, man, that guy right there, if, if God did it for him, I know he can do it for me. You know, get my book, man. I'm on Amazon, Arthur <laughs> Wendell White. The devil thought he yes. had me. Get my book. It's a great book. Somebody yes. going to turn it into a movie. Yeah, yeah, I you can't know? wait. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like with all the with all that the hello that I went through, it's gonna be some glory in it. Because I know guys that got put in the truck of a car, they didn't make it out. So for whatever reason, God allowed me to make it out. He made he allowed me to make it out for a reason. So it's I had to I had to leave that life alone and I had to figure out why God spared my life. Why I was so special, why he spared my life. Yes. And guess what? I'm 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 following, I'm 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 living God's will every day. And every day, every day I, I wake up, I want to be better than I was the day before. And I want to impact somebody's life every day. That's all I wake up to do. God, I ask God every day, what can I do for you today? What can I do for the kingdom of heaven today? How yes. how can I make you smile today? You know. And, and, and I'm gonna tell my story because I, I first of all, it's a testimony, my testimony from God. That's my that's 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 my catching point right there. That's 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 how I wheel people in with my testimony. And, and as long as God gave me that testimony, I'm gonna tell it to the day that I die. Yeah. But but the ultimate goal is the ultimate goal is to save soul to let you know that man, God can God will do it for you. God will do it for you. So you entered the hospital at, at 18. And uh, how long before you, you, you were uh, conscious when you got to uh, the hospital? Yeah, I was conscious. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I was conscious. Some some guys found me in the alley. Some some guys walking past. They had laid me on the side of a garbage can. Some guys found. See, I don't really want to. I don't. I don't really want to talk about the whole thing because then I'd be giving the book away. You know. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's skip that part. Uh, so when did you start to write the book? I started. It's 2021. I started to write the book, and uh, I believe it was 2017. Oh, oh, so recently, yeah. Yeah, 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 because even even after I got put in the trunk and all that stuff happened to me, I still didn't know how, I still didn't, I still, I, I was still an 18-year-old kid that didn't know, didn't, didn't know an alternative yet. I didn't know nothing still but selling drugs. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that it was a different alternative until I turned 30 years old. Was I 30? Mm. No, I wasn't 30. I was 33 years old when I got saved. And I, I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I got saved and gave my life to the Lord. That's when I knew it was an alternative. Because now God had placed me around men that didn't live my lifestyle. They never lived my lifestyle. Now I was around men that had been to college. And they was they were, they were um police officers and principals of schools and, and 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 all they was just all walks of life but they wasn't part of the world that I came from yes and I'm watching these men and they african-american men and I'm watching them and they pushing me they pushing me to my greatness they see greatness in me they let me know I'm great they telling me every day how great I am they let me they they I'm hearing things that I've never heard before they telling me they love me every day I've never heard that I, the first time I, that man that man told me he loved me, I looked at him like he was strange. Like, man, what's wrong with dude? Because I thought that was strange. It was foreign, you know. I and, and I had to, I, God had to put me around different people to make me to to show me that you know this is why I'm this is why I'm taking. I need you to suck up everything that these men have. I need you to read the books that they read. I need you to, I need that same loyalty that you had to the streets. I need you to bring that same loyalty to them. And I need, and I need you to be around them. And I need you to, it's, it's not going to be easy though, because you're doing, you're going from doing something that you've been doing 30 some years to trying to change your life. It's going to be hard, but everything, man, the Bible says all things are possible through Christ Jesus that strengthens us. I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. And that's all I got. Jesus had to be my strength because it was a struggle. It was a struggle for me at first. It was a struggle for me to believe in something that I couldn't see. You want me to believe, have faith. Now I got faith in this dope. I can go sell this dope and make me some money. Like you telling me to have faith in something I can't see. That was hard. And, and, and I struggled with it for a long time. And I had, I had, disappointment after disappointment I was slipping and I was falling I was slipping and I was falling and then I just got to the point where I was just tired of slipping and falling and I just and I surrendered I totally surrendered and said you know what God had your will let your will be done and not mine let your will be done I'm, I'm just willing I'm just willing to go where you you send me but but I but it, it, it took it took some years of the slipping and falling and falling and Slipping, I, I I slipped seven times, but I got up eight. That's the key thing. Yes, you know. So it's like it's like to anybody that's listening to this and anybody that's gonna hit is man, you can do it. You can do it. You have what it takes, and you can do it. Stop, stop. Don't worry about your mess up. 
the guy named John Maxwell say a mistake is just another way of doing something. Mm. That's, that's all a mistake is. You learn from it and you keep it moving. That's that's it. But you don't you don't see it's okay to fail as long as you fail forward. Don't fail and go back to the same thing that you was going through. Yes. If you're going to fail, fail forward, fail on a new a new endeavor, on that business that you're trying to open, on that book that you're trying to write, whatever it is that, that's going to catapult you to the next level, fail that way. But don't fail and go back to, to the old thing that you was doing. Yes. I did that. It don't feel good. So now when I fail now, I'm failing on new endeavors that I got going on. If I fail, guess what? I Failure is a great thing because it, it shows that I tried. As long as I try, I'm trying. Failure, though, that's all it is. Failure, that means you're trying. If you listen to all the millionaires and billionaires, they'll tell you they failed more times than they succeeded. But we think failure is a bad thing. People have been telling us all our life, failure is a bad thing. Yes. Failure not bad. It's, it's good for you. Well, Wendell, this has been a great conversation, really inspirational. Uh, I'm still going to watch all those kind of uh, doco drama and true crime films, even though we talked about you know, <laughs> the kind of toxic uh, influence it has on society. And I agree. I agree totally. But, you know, it's it's a it's problematic, you know, it's <clears throat> the balancing act that I don't see, I don't see the equation kind of, you know, uh, balance, balancing out between, between trying to, to improve society, trying to keep, uh, you know, the law and order, whatever the hell that means, um, trying to Embrace the fact that we are human beings and we have to get along with each other somehow, in some way, <laughs> in some capacity, whatever it is. Uh, and if I could take a sledgehammer, shall we say, to society and humanity as a whole, I would do that. But I would choose all the kind of different pieces um, of the, to build the, my mosaic to be good uh, pieces, shall we say, of light, of light, of understanding, of compassion. And I think that you and I are the kind of uh, pieces of light that build the um, mosaic one by one. And, that, and, 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 that, and, that's, and that's all we do, bro. We just, what we do is, if I, if, if I, if, if, if I sow the seed, you just come water and you let God get an increase. We, yes. we, we can't do it all. See, see a lot of people, they problem is they try to do it all. They want to, they want to sow the seed. They want to water the seed and they want to get an increase and they burn themselves out. And when, 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 when God didn't intend it like that, if I sow the seed like today, guess what? I'm going to sow the seed. You know how you're going to water it when you're going to get it to your, your, your viewers, you're going to mm -hmm. water the seed. And then we just gonna pray that God get an increase. Somebody, somebody, this, 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 these, these seeds that we done planted today, that it take root in somebody's life and they learn from it. That's all we can do. But we can't, we can't try to do it all. 
You know, we can we can't try to do it all. Like when you said with the balancing, man, only thing God is the only thing that can give us balance. If, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't have, if we don't have Jesus in our life, if we don't know who Jesus Christ is, we don't know who, who God is, we our lives never be balanced. I don't care how much money we have, I don't care how much money we don't have. Our lives will never be balanced. We'll never have peace. We, we'll never have that peace, you know, and, and that comes from our Lord and Savior. That's why he said, my peace, I leave unto you. You got a right to, to catch that peace or you got a right to let it go past you. And he said, I'll leave it. Anytime somebody leave you something, you have a right to say, if I want to pick it up or not. If I want to get it. Yes. Do you want to get yes. it? You have a right. <laughs> you know, if, if the mailman knocked on my door right now and left me a package, I have the choice to say if I want to get that package or if I want to leave it there. <laughs> So if Jesus said, man, my yeah, but Wendell, there are there are shipping fees and customs that you have to pay. So. Hey, man, listen, I still listen, man. I still got a right if I want to get it, though. Yes. It's all it's, 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 I still have a right. If I want to pay all that, that's a choice. So, hey, man, with that balance. You only 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 way we gonna have that balance, man, if, if, if we understand who who our Lord and Savior is, you know, and, 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 and who, and, and guess what? You might not, you might not actually believe in Jesus Christ. Whoever you believe in, whatever religion you believe in, a dominant denomination that you're under, man, do it bring peace to your life? Do it help you? Do it help you as a better person? Do it help you better other people? Like, I'm not one of those people that say, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Man, if, 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 if you believe in your bicycle, if it's making you a better person, man, believe in it. Believe in it. If it's helping you do the right thing by people, if it's helping you do the right thing by others, because see, it, it, this way bigger than us, it's about helping others. How are we going to impact others? You, you determine a man's success not off of what he has, but off of what, what, how did he impact other people? How did you impact other people while you was here on earth? You know, yes. and that and that's what it's really about. So how are we impacting other people? How are we helping other people? How are we putting a smile on other people's faces every single day? Are we tearing them down? Or are we lifting them up? That's that's what we're gonna be judged off of. You you tore people down every day. Oh, you never had nothing nice to say about nobody. Boy, man, I really appreciate how you just lifted these people up every day. You made them believe in themselves, made them believe that they could do whatever they, they wanted to do. You encouraged them. You, you patted them on the back when they did something good and you did this and you did that. That's what life is about, man. And it don't, it don't, it's not about the color of our skin and none of that. It's about each other. It's about everybody helping one another. Let's help every, everybody. Let's help one another. Ain't, ain't everybody tired of saying everybody dying and talking about one another? Ain't, ain't, ain't society tired of that? I am. Every time you look on the news, they talking about a celebrity. There's always some not so good thing. Did you ever put anything that he did good on him? Why why y'all only why y'all only put when they when they going through their worst on the news? Yes. Put when they do something good. You ain't tell them how they went and fed a hundred thousand people in Haiti, but you talking about how he cheated on his wife. <laughs> why? Why did nobody know about that? But that's that's the thing. Like, why? 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 When 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 a person is at their lowest, we kick them. That's when we should be trying to help them. 
That's when that's when they should be in. He done went and fed a, a a thousand kids in Haiti. That was that was they that 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 was rubbish by the, the the hurricanes and the and the earthquakes and things like that. That's when you're supposed to be trying to lift that man's spirit up or lift that woman's spirit up. But when soon as we 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 hit a low point, we get kicked. That's what they want to bring all our dirt back on us and all this and all that. That's why, man, I love Jesus. Because when the lady who got caught committing adultery, what did he do? He went down the road in the dirt and got dirty with her. <laughs> yes. Where are your accused? Yes, that's my kind of God. Got, yeah. <laughs> yes, he went and got dirty with her. Where are your accused? Yes. He's sowing you know, a lot of like, seeds. We, we yeah. get, He's sowing yes. a lot of seeds. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to start getting dirty with people and stop looking at people like we, we yes. better than them. Man, let's go. Let's let's get on our knees like our Lord and Savior, right? Put getting the dirt with this with these people and come up and say, Man, if you not sent, you cast the first stone since you perfect. Yes. Everybody got some skeletons in their closet, but they always want to talk about yours. So man, that's man. I, I I love man. This has been a great interview, man. Thank you. If you ever need if you ever need me again, man, hit me up. You got yeah. my you got my email. And man, Whenever. we can do it again, bro. Yeah, All next right, time man. we'll pick uh, we'll pick something you know relevant to actual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Wendell. This has been wonderful, wonderful All right, bro. conversation and. Uh, Yes, sir. Yes, Bye. sir, man. You have a good one. God bless you. Uh, thank you for watching. Bye.